What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies. And the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus. So if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews. So check it out. Enjoy the repository. And for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to John Lee, who's the founder of Loopy. Welcome to the show. How's it going? I'm Matt. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you being open to coming on and sharing more about what you're working on with Loopy. For people that haven't heard of Loopy or aren't sure what you're working on, can you kind of share what is Loopy and what are you working on? Yeah, absolutely. The three-second pitch for Loopy is Uber for laundry. Um, but for us, it's really about empowering others. And, you know, when we look at the gig economy, we see this really fantastic and interesting opportunity to uh, connect people who hate doing laundry with individuals who are looking for a way to monetize their depreciating assets and their washer and dryer at home. So kind of walk walk me through the user experience here of uh, of. I guess both sides here. So if I wanted to use Loopy, I guess, yeah, on either side, can you walk me through what that looks like, what my experience is like, and what can I expect if I use the product? Yeah, of course. Um, So for our customers, uh, it's a very uh, similar and very 2020 experience. Uh, We have a mobile application for iOS and Android. And through the Loopy app, you can now order your laundry to be picked up from your doorstep washed, dried, folded, and delivered back within 24 hours, as easy as it is to uh, order your food to be delivered or ordering an Uber. Um, In fact, our mobile app is powered by some of the same core technology that powers the Uber Eats app. Um, As a customer, uh, you know, we operate uh, with our Loopy duffel bag. So uh, we charge a flat rate per bag. Uh, It's not per item, it's not per pound. We're trying to be as customer centric as possible um, and, and we charge a flat rate of $29.99 per bag. I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, how'd you get started with this? Or I guess in other words, you know, what's the origin story for Loopy and starting this company? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I think for, for me, um, the idea in the beginning was really about, uh, you know, is there room to push the envelope when it comes to, uh, the gig economy and specifically providing opportunity in a way that um, the existing, you know, the big peer-to-peer platforms weren't really exploring. Um, you know, I felt really strongly that, you know, there were probably other opportunities to capitalize on um, the peer-to-peer technology that was in place. Um, but, you know, there's very few opportunities that, that really empower people to earn income from home, um, doing, you know, uh, work like, uh, you know, being a certified loopy washer, uh, you know, for the first time we're able 
to give people the opportunity to essentially earn significant additional income uh, without having to leave their house. Um, so as, as a loopy washer, you can now make money um, while you fold clothes and watch Netflix. And especially, you know, in light of the pandemic, um, this is a really exciting um, and new uh, approach to the traditional peer to peer economy. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that, you know, I myself can see myself using something like this simply because, I mean, there's only so much time in the, in the day. Additionally, my, I live in an apartment complex and, and the, you know, without bashing the complex, you know, sometimes the washing machine, sometimes it doesn't work as expected and we need to go out and go to the laundromat, et cetera. So like, I think this is fantastic. I'm curious, do you operate, um, just for my own like selfish, you know, knowledge, do you operate on like a market, you know, market by market, like, you know, geography starting there or there here? Are you like already nationwide? I guess, where are you available and are you available in Phoenix so I could, you know, use you? <laughs> yeah. Um, so we started out, we did a beta launch just in Seattle and the Pacific Northwest. The goal, though, is, you know, we're building a very asset light startup. So at scale. Um, it should be very, very easy for us to, say, add more zip codes, to, to expand our reach um, better and, and more efficiently than, you know, the traditional laundry service provider, you know, mobile app approach, right? The, the com competition to Loopy, you know, their models necessitate that they spend a million dollars or more building a laundry fulfillment center. And now for Loopy, we don't need to invest capital in the same way. For us, all we need is to add a few zip codes um, to the back end of our mobile app, obviously recruit and vet um, our certified washers in any given region. But the barrier to entry is far lower. It's one of the you know main uh, I think advantages that we have with our sort of peer to peer approach. Um, but to answer your question, we're not yet in Phoenix. Uh, we are in Seattle. We just expanded to Portland, um, and you know our, we view this as you know a company that could be in. A bunch of markets, especially because everyone, as you know, uh, has to do laundry. It's a recurring problem. And as you're as you're running this, I'm I'm curious, what's an average day look like for you? Are you fundraising? You know, opening markets? You know, you know, just kind of operating. What's a day in the life as the founder of this company? Um, well, you know, I think I would probably have a different answer for you now than I would have before COVID. Than I would have, you know, in my first twelve months. Um, you know, launching Loopy. Um, what was interesting is when, when I launched the company, I launched Loopy before I had raised a dollar in angel investment capital or venture capital or anything like that. Um, and so it was a very sort of um, hands-on bootstrapped experience for our first probably, you know, six months. Um, and then I think it was once we had gotten to around um, you know, $10,000 in monthly sales, you know, I was able to sort of validate that the business model we have isn't completely ludicrous. You know, um, we can get people to uh, pay to have a stranger do their laundry. I um, mean, that point, we started raising more capital and my focus shifted um, from, you know, day-to-day -day operations. And, and now, you know, a lot of my time, especially since uh, we started working remotely because of the pandemic, uh, has been on how can I best communicate the vision of Loopy to uh, investors, especially those who I can't even meet in person. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of my thought process has been around, um, you know, at this point, you know, every, a lot of people 
have probably thought of the idea of Uber for laundry. Um, the difference is not a lot of people have been able to execute well on that thought. And, you know, I'm looking at what we've done in, you know, just over two years at Loopy. Uh, we've now generated over $450,000 in early sales, despite the fact that we don't own a washer or dryer. Um, we've released a mobile application that's ready to scale nationwide. Um, and on top of that, I've been able to raise over a million dollars in early uh, investment um, from some amazing angel investors and early stage uh, venture capital firms. And now I'm really feeling like, you know, we have a legitimate path to achieving this vision. Um, but the big challenge for me as the founder is how can I communicate, um, you know, just the, the potential of this company eloquently enough to an investor that they can even, you know, sit through the word laundry, right? I, my fear is that a lot of people, as soon as they get an email, as soon as they, you know, see the first light on our deck and they see, you know, the word laundry, um, even if, you know, tech enabled laundry services is before it, you know, it, it, it freaks them out because what is laundry? Laundry is that one problem that has not been solved uh, in a um, sort of adequate, you know, mobile, uh, you know, tech forward way in the 21st century. And so naturally a lot of investors, um, you know, sort of shy away from that. And so my, my goal right now and what I really try to consume myself with is communicating to as many people as possible um, what Loopy is, why we think um, we're going to be able to be the ones to really change um, the way people approach this problem in the same way that Airbnb changed the way people think about travel, Uber changed the way people think about, you know, day-to-day -day transportation. Um, it's my belief that Loopy will be the company that finally changes the way people approach one of the most neglected problems we still face, which is how do we take care of our dirty laundry? And to kind of um, look, look out, out outside of the day to day and into the future, we'll tell, no, here, what's your you know, plan for five, 10, 15 years from now for Loopy? I guess, in other words, what's the big vision here and what direction are you rowing in every day? Um, so, you know, for us and for me in particular, I've really been trying to, to measure our success based on the value we're providing to others, um, whether they're our early customers in Seattle. Um, or they're, you know, our early uh, certified washers uh, in our network. Um, and, and so, you know, I think the long-term vision, um, regardless of, you know, if it's six days from now, six months from now, six years from now, is what can we do to maximize our impact on the broader Loopy network? And then hopefully eventually, you know, the, the community uh, as a whole. Um, you know, I think there's so much opportunity um, especially when you when it comes down to, um, you know, not, you know, beyond just the uh, value that the service itself provides, a lot of times there's a need behind the need, right? Um, it's not, you know, yes, we're doing laundry, but we're also saving people time. Um, we're also giving businesses, you know, more opportunities to work on what they're doing in, in the case of many of our um, small business clientele. Um, we're also giving washers, um, not just, um, you know, a little bit of additional income, um, but we're allowing them to uh, stay at home with their kids instead of having to be in an Uber for 12 hours a day. And so, you know, these are all aspects of Loopy that, you know, really motivate both the team and myself to um, drive towards a favorable outcome. Um, you know, and I think our, our mental approach, our, our you know, 
um, the way we go about it is we say, what can we do with the resources we have? Um, if we only have the resources to be in Seattle and Portland um, as we are currently, well, let's make that experience as good as possible. Let's um, deliver as much as we possibly can with what we have. Um, if I'm able to you know, continue to raise capital throughout the pandemic and we continue to execute on our vision, well, then hopefully our impact will be multiplied and we'll have the ability to positively impact even more individuals. And to make that happen, you'll need some help, right? It takes a village to to grow a and help a, a startup. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you fundraising? Sounds like you might be. Are you hiring people? Are you looking for customers or users? Um, how can the community assist? All of the above. Um, I'm always interested in hearing other, you know, founders feedback, um, understanding, um, what other people might have learned from a successful or unsuccessful venture of their own. Um, so I'm always personally interested in just, you know, acquiring knowledge, right? Improving um, both myself and Loopy um, so that we can put ourselves in a position of success. And one of the things I've been thinking about is how, you know, sometimes a single conversation, um, reading a single chapter of a book, it might, you know, improve you and your ability to to lead a startup by one percent um, which isn't a whole lot right but if you do that every single day over the course of a year well guess what you will have improved yourself you know over three x of who you were a year before and so it's sort of with that mentality that that approach that you know i always say yes to taking calls to doing podcasts to um you know speaking with other founders speaking with investors, um, even if they're not interested in investing in Loopy, uh, just so that I can, you know, understand it and learn as much as possible. Because um, that's really where you're able to gain traction, gain ground um, on your competition, but also on your, you know, just improving yourself. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, we, we uh, are looking for team members in new cities we plan on expanding to. Uh, we are um, wrapping up around currently, we are raising capital. Um, so, you know, if there are people who have an affinity or are drawn to sort of the peer-to-peer -peer, um, ecosystem, uh, maybe they are an early stage uh, investor or know somebody who is an early investor at, you know, the Airbnbs or Ubers of the world, then absolutely they should reach out to me because uh, it's my opinion that we're working on the next one of those. And if someone did want to reach out, you know, in any capacity, how could someone do that? You know, do you have a website? Do can they email you? Can they find you on social? How, how can people get in touch? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am on LinkedIn. Um, we do have a website for Loopy, um, which is just loopy.io. Um, and um, they can also send me an email directly if they're interested at all. Um, it's just john at loopy.io. And I'm more than happy to sort of connect with people, um, especially uh, if they're able to um, put me in a position to achieve this vision, right? You know, I think um, one thing that I've been fortunate to learn um, as a founder who started with, you know, very little, right? I don't have the, you know, um, Stanford MBA, for example. Uh, my last job prior to starting Loopy, um, as amazing as it might sound, my, my, my previous two jobs prior to starting Loopy was uh, I was a busser in a restaurant, um, I was a server in another restaurant, and I was a tech associate at Staples. 
fixing iPhones, um, coincidentally. And so, um, you know, I think having to, you know, really start from um, this, you know, position of, you know, I have nothing um, to lose and everything to gain by taking on additional conversations. And I can even, you know, if I were to audit my own performance, some of the most critical moments of Loopy's trajectory in the early days was simply me meeting with people that I didn't really have any, you know, reason to be talking to other than we somehow connected over the internet. And then those are um, sort of trajectory defining moments that you can only sort of look back in retrospect, um, but it's sort of the butterfly effect and it does add up. Cool. Well, I, you know, I appreciate you, you coming onto the podcast. I mean, we met in the same way, right? Like, like, I think, um, I think so. was it Stuart who, who was like, yo, Matt, like you got to check out this awesome startup. Then we chatted the last week. And I'm like, this is dope. That's just, it's just the internet. I, I think the internet is 1% of the way to figuring out what the future will look like. Meaning like we're, we're, in, we're in the first inning, you know, and the fact that we, we didn't know each other two weeks ago, someone that I trust introduced me to you. We had a chat and now you're on the podcast is just like what makes the world go around. So I appreciate it coming full circle and you come out of the podcast and I wish you the best of luck building out loopy. Yeah. Thank you so much, Matt. Um, pleasure to be here. And I agree with you. I think it's absolutely day one of the internet um, as, as crazy as that sounds.